This is the Action Network Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. Welcome into the Action Network Podcast. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen. Looking forward to the 86th edition of the Masters Tournament. Once again, the best golfers in the world are gathering at Augusta National Golf Club for the most prestigious golf major. Today, joining me, Nick Brettwish and Spencer Aguiar. Spencer, he's uh, the reigning 2022 Fantasy Sports Writer Association Golf Writer of the Year. So they are both contributors to our Action Network podcast, Links and Locks. They are also primarily at Better Golf. We'll hear more about that as the show rolls on. So great having both of you join us on the Action Network podcast. It's a big one, so we roll out the carpet and get you both involved for what's going to be an exciting weekend. The Masters is always a great time of year on the sports calendar. So we'll start like this. We're going to go through some best bets. The guys are going to give us some match uh, matchup bets, their favorite matchup bets, placement bets, some random props. We'll spend a moment on Tiger Woods. Don't you worry. We'll get to Tiger, and we'll also get some outright picks and find out what we can uh, what we can do and, and tune into on, on better golf. So, uh, Spencer, we'll start with you, sir. How about a favorite matchup bet to get us started ahead of the Masters? Well, first of all, Brendan, thank you for having us on. We appreciate the time to be able to do this segment. But I like Tommy Fleetwood minus 110 over Bubba Watson on DraftKings. That price is nearly 40 points less than the rest of the market. My model believes Watson is the most mispriced player on the board, and I think a lot of the intrigue around him is stemming from his past success at Augusta. And to be fair, the Masters does have the best predictability when it comes to rollover success of any venue on tour, but it's hard to find much to be encouraged about with Watson when we remove the rose-colored glasses of the past. Watson has averaged negative 3.4 shots with his irons over his past three starts, and I think Fleetwood's overall steady nature should play nicely at a track where he has made four straight cuts and he enters the week having gained 5.5 strokes tee to green over his last two outings. How about you, Nick? So Fleetwood's the pick for uh, Spencer. How about yourself when you look at a matchup, a favorite matchup bet? I think my favorite one, despite laying so much juice, which usually I do not like to do, is Xander Shoffley minus 126 over Will Zalatoris on FanDuel. Xander Shoffley is one of the top five players in my model this week, someone that always stands out for me at Augusta. Should have won last year, if you ask me, and then had that blow up on, I believe, 17 on the par three. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Xander over Will Zalatoris. I think Zalatoris will be someone that I pick on often on the DFS and betting market this week. But yep, Xander it is. How about a top placement bet, Spencer, that you're high on for the Masters? Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of Rory McIlroy from me this week. I like Rory to come top 20 at minus 125 on DraftKings. I will try to spread the love around to each section and not clump everything into one portion. So I have nothing left to discuss every time I get to McIlroy <laughs> this week. But I think there is an overall disinterest going on throughout the space where most betters or DFS players are looking, overlooking his chances because we have gone through the song and dance of him trying to capture the career grand slam countless times. The four might seem discouraging to many after his miscut at the Valero, but he's been dominant T to green over his past five starts, averaging 4.86 strokes during that time frame. As I always recommend, shop around for the best price you can find. But I think Rory's an interesting target across the board this week. 
Rory's 20 to one to win the masters. And I think Spencer, correct me if I'm wrong. Rory tends to be better. He's in spots where there's less pressure, right? Like he's being, he might be being a little overlooked, which might be right in his wheelhouse. I a hundred percent agree with that. You know, this is a topic that always weighs him down when he enters the master that he's trying to capture the career grand slam. He missed the cut at the Valero, all the hoopla surrounding Tiger that I'm sure we'll get to in a second, but Rory has the skill set to find success here. And I do think that this is the perfect venue and maybe the perfect time in his career where he can finally get across the finish line. Agreed. Yeah. And you're talking the cut he missed at Valero, his first missed cut since last July, I believe, at the Scottish Open. So it had been a while, um, but we'll see. Rory, a little momentum, at least playing last week. Not all golfers can say that heading into the Masters, the 86th Masters tournament. How about you, uh, Nick? How about your top placement bet or bets if you have multiple? The favorite one for me is going to be Sunjay M top 20. It seems like no one in the public is talking about this guy. I know the iron play is not where it once was, but he is one of the best putters on bent grass. He is a native of Georgia and he is a monster around the green, which is something my model values a ton this week. He's also an excellent scrambler. That price is the best in the market. I believe on DraftKings at plus 210 Sunjay M. Okay, so I want to, before we move on, we have random prop bets coming your way, which is always a fun way to get involved with the Masters. Um, We'll also get outright picks from Spencer and Nick. I want to remind you all as well, if we do have UFC 273 coming on Friday, uh, that's just a reminder that we do have more coming here on the Action Network podcast. So let's get to Tiger Woods, okay? So Tiger has an unreal crowd show up at his practice round. He confirms, dialed in, looks right into the camera and says, yep, I think I'm good. I'll be ready to go. So Tiger's going to give this thing a go. He's going to give it a go. He's going to give it a go. So I'm looking at DraftKings right now. And you can both tell me, hey, you're doing it wrong. You're looking at this wrong. But as a casual golf observer, better, is the best play on Tiger Woods to look at whether or not he makes or misses the cut? I don't know if you like him outright. How do you play, if at all, Spencer, Tiger Woods? How do you, how do you approach it? My model has Tiger Woods 51st overall. The top 50 players in ties will make the cut. I think that that's a very fair price tag on the surface when we're looking at this. The one thing I will say is I believe Tiger is going to be competitive in this tournament, at least on day one. Tiger is not mincing his words when he says he thinks he has a chance. That's a true statement from him. I, I don't think he would put his legacy, his career, everything that he's done in jeopardy to come out and just try to compete. I think in his mind, he truly believes he has a chance this weekend. My concerns come what happens on Friday. If he makes the cut, what happens on Saturday? What happens on Sunday? I think eventually, this is a very undulated course. It's a difficult course to walk. I think his body's going to fall apart on him a little bit. I hope I'm wrong on that assessment there. I think he will make the cut. I don't know if we're going to get a top 30 finish from him, but somewhere between 30th and whatever the bottom of the board is of players that make the cut would be my assessment of where I think he's going to finish. How about you, Nick? What do you think about Tiger Woods? Is there a way to play uh, Tiger Woods? Is it a wait and see? Or do, do you do you have interest in the make or miss the cut? Uh, uh, I, I personally don't think I could bet either side of that. I, mean, I think the <laughs> only time he's missed a cut is when he was an amateur. And I never want to doubt Tiger Woods. The guy always seems to, you know, to blow our minds every time we want to doubt him. But for me, I think... As a as a fanboy, I'm going to take the 80 to one on points bet and probably light my money on fire. I think that's okay for me. But I don't know if you have a lot. If you're a listener here and you have a lot of confidence in Tiger Woods, I think the best number may be taken 
taking him as a top former winner. I believe 10 to one on DraftKings is the best price in the market right now. Really the only competition there that I see is Dustin Johnson and maybe Adam Scott. I'm not really worried about Hideki. I know he's been injured, just pulled out of the Valero last week. Jordan Speed did have a really good round on Sunday, but I don't know. His game just doesn't seem to be right. So it's kind of to me like you're getting a 10 to one price tag heads up against Dustin Johnson and maybe a little bit of Adam Scott. Cause like Spencer said about Bubba Watson early, I'm a complete fade on him as well. So I think we just found out in that couple minutes we spent on Tiger Woods, there's a, you know, a smart way to go about it. And then as Nick laid out, and there's a, there's a fun way to go about it, but yes, uh, we, we do caution, uh, <laughs> take your own risk because he can certainly prove it. If there's anyone that can do it, it's him. Just to uh, share folks, uh, Tiger Woods tees off at 1034 AM Eastern on Thursday. Let's move to random props. This should be uh, this should be fun. I'm looking forward to this. This is a fun way to maybe get someone who's not as familiar with betting on golf, but maybe a way to stay involved without actually getting in on an outright winner. Spencer, how about a random prop for us or some props that you're exploring? Yeah, I will give you one, and that would be Cameron Young to be the top debutante at eight to one on BetMGM. I want golfers that can hit the ball long in these softer conditions, and it might help some of his around the green woes if the facility doesn't have as much fire as some might be expecting. Young is the second player in my model this week in driving distance, and he also grades an impressive ninth in par five birdie or better percentage. You brought up a good point. We have to monitor wins this weekend at Augusta. Like that's going to be a factor, right? And uh, yeah. some of these par fives too, like guys who can strike the ball. That's that's going to be a focus, I would think, right, Spencer? Yeah, par five scoring is always really prevalent for players that find success here. We see it every single year when Dustin won. I mean, he led the field in par five scoring. It's just a, a stat that's very important. And distance, these fairways are more wide open than an average tour stop. They're 11 yards wider on average. So you are able to bomb and gouge a little bit without much. I don't want to say that there's not trouble to be found. You can go way too far left or right on these shots, but you are able to carry the ball further. And I think that players that have distance will have an advantage, especially with the rain that's been in the forecast. And that's been in Augusta over these last couple of days. If that softens up the course, you don't get as much rollout on these drives. And I think a player like Cameron Young might be able to use his distance to an advantage. Nick, how about a random prop for us that you're on for the weekend? So the same market, sorry to go against Spencer a little bit here, but top debutante, I'm going with Sam Burns, a guy that has two top 10 finishes and three top 30 finishes in his past three events, all with loaded fields. He blows up everything about my model, par five scoring, scrambling around the green. Obviously, we know how good of a player Sam Burns is. And the reason I like him the most going his first time out is his caddy, Travis Perkins. He has been very solid at Augusta. I believe he was with Billy Horschel and before that, Scott Piercy. So he knows his way around Augusta, Georgia, and that's something that I value a lot. That is plus 400 on BetMGM. Familiarity with the course, no doubt, and Spencer one of you mentioned this something about you know just how tiger walking around i think spencer said this just the fatigue of the course and making your way around augusta that is certainly something that has to be considered when you uh, weigh uh, your cho- your choices all right so let's get to the uh let's get to the good stuff some some outright winners or your your favorite outright winner spencer or you know if you've got a handful please give it to us 
I kind of already alluded to this, that this is Rory McIlroy week for me. So Rory McIlroy 20 to one, I wasn't planning to do this when the week started, but something changed for me on Sunday when I made a few minor alterations to my model. As I said, I think these conditions will be softer because of the rain. Rory's biggest issue is when scores don't creep into double digits. He's never won a title at less than 12 under par. He's a high ball flight hitter who should excel at the track. And we see that data come into play with him ranking third in this field for weighted tee to green and first in a course specific breakdown of my model. Just to give one other play, another way that you can play Rory if you're trying to maybe not bet him to win the tournament, but you still want to take him. There is a group matchup against Victor Hovland, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, and Jordan Spieth. Rory is plus 330 on DraftKings there to win that group. I think he should have been the favorite, which ended up belonging to Hovland at plus 275. But I like that he's matched against four players where he is minus 130 or better at pretty much any offshore book that you can find. Rory McIlroy quoted saying, I could have won the Masters with 12 under par in 2015, but Jordan Spieth played much better than everyone else, won by a few. I always seem to play well when people give me a chance. Lower expectations are a good thing. And not to mention three of the last six PGA Tour wins have come after a missed cut, as we discussed earlier in the show. Nick, your favorite outright pick for the Masters. Like Spencer, I am on Rory, but two other tickets that I like a lot right now is Victor Hovland, 22 to 1 on points bet. And then I am going to go back to Sam Burns. I know we've never seen a first time starter get the victory here, at least in, I believe, 50 years. But Sam Burns is 50 to 1 on DraftKings. <laughs> Excellent. The reason I'm taking him outright is just the putter. I think this is a putter's course as well, and he's one of the best putters on tour. And then to get a little longer will be Sun JM 75 to 1 on DraftKings. That's probably as long as I'm going in the outright market this week. So before we learn more about better golf, how about your your absolute like best bet? So it doesn't have to necessarily be an outright, but your your best bet of of any that we've discussed or one you haven't mentioned yet, best bet for the Masters, Spencer. I'm a head-to-head person. Everything that I do, I try to find advantages in those markets. So it would be Tommy Fleetwood over Bubba Watson at minus 110 on DraftKings. Okay. And how about you, Nick? I'm going with Sanjay Top 20, plus 210. Sounds good. By the way, for folks tuning in, we, Nick and Spencer contribute to our Links and Locks podcast at the Action Network. They are joining us here on the Action Network podcast. But Nick, tell us more about Better Golf and what folks can uh, find out and uh, learn from. Yeah, you find us on Twitter at B-E-T-T-O-R Golf Pod. It's uh, a weekly podcast. We post a show every Tuesday night. Basically, I found Spencer. I, I guess I bought Spencer stock at the perfect time last year before he won the DFS award. But um, it's a very enhanced breakdown and more of a teaching type of podcast for how to bet golf and how to you know actually sustain a bankroll. It's, it's something that really wasn't in the market when we started doing the show. But for the most part, like when I was listening to golf betting podcasts, it's all the sexy stuff, right? The outrights, the the matchups. But what I think we do best is teach people, you know, different markets to attack, less volatile markets like the top 40, the top 30, the top 20, and things of that nature. But yeah, I'll, I'll let Spencer elaborate a little more. Yeah, the thing that initially drew me to golf was that the board could be that in such a unique perspective. The golf tournament provides you a complete encapsulation of everything you love about betting. You get futures, matchups, placement bets essentially the entire array of wagers in one weekend. And when Nick and I started Better Golf a year ago at Win Daily Sports, Nick has a model. I have a model with a database of information that I go through weekly. And I will say, if you follow me on Twitter at TF Sports, I release that sheet for free every week. I'm really proud of that tool because it provides everyone an ability to have a model 
of their own when they make a copy. And while everyone gambles for a different reason, the end goal is to try and do it in a profitable way if you can. Nick and I are very passionate about teaching our listeners how to strategically mold together a betting card. It's taken us all the way on the guest spot that we do with Jason Sobel and Ben Everill on Action Network on their Links and Locks podcast that you guys mentioned. Love it. And again, you can find Better Golf at Better Golf Pod on Twitter. That's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Enjoy the 86th Masters Tournament for Spencer Aguiar, the reigning 2022 Fantasy Sports Writer Association Golf Writer of the Year, and Nick Brentwish, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for tuning in to our Masters betting preview on the Action Network podcast. want to remind you all once again, we are back on Friday for our UFC 273 betting preview. Billy Ward and Sean Zarello joining me. Looking forward to that. Until then, enjoy the Masters, everybody. Starts up Thursday. Get those bets in. Best of luck. We'll see you next time.